The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Kroll Call, the holidays are here and we've got some amazing tips to help save you money. Financial guru Stephanie Sherman has steps you can take to make sure that you don't overspend and some advice on how to have a better understanding of your money in the new year. Then, stylist and author David Zyla has tips for picking out the perfect winter coat and some thoughts on what to do with all of those ugly Christmas sweaters you just won't wear. Plus, we'll find out what Walmart is doing to help save you money this season from the gifts to the holiday meal. Yum. That's coming up today on Curl Call. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Kroll Call. I am the head elf this week. I am Dan Kroll. Thank you so much for joining me and our special episode where we're going to be telling you how to save money this holiday season. Who doesn't want to save money? If you're not raising your hand, well, there's something wrong because even Warren Buffett and all his billions of dollars, even he likes to save a buck here and there. So, if you don't want to save money, this may not be the show for you, but if you are like the rest of us and think the idea of, of making your dollar go a little bit further is a wonderful idea, well, stay tuned because the next hour is just what you want to hear. In just a bit, we'll be joined by Stephanie Sherman. She is a financial guru. She knows everything about money, and she's going to tell us what we need to do to make sure that we don't overspend during our holiday shopping. She's also got some great advice for what to do now as we move into 2015 so we can put some money aside and that we won't be in the same predicament when Christmas and Hanukkah of 2015 roll around. Some really great advice that I definitely think everyone needs to hear. And then fashion stylist expert David Zyla is back. He's been here a couple of times before. He's got really great advice on something that seems like it'd be very simple to do. Buy a winter coat. I mean, how hard can it be? You go in, you put on a coat, feels warm, you can move around in it, and you take it home. Well, not so fast, Sparky. That's not the way that you're supposed to do it. According to David, there are some definite steps of things that you need to do, and I don't know why I'm whispering, but... I'm going to whisper on this one. He's also got some advice on what to do with those ugly Christmas sweaters that maybe you're getting from someone and you don't know what to do with them. Do you throw them away? Do you donate them? Do you return them? Do you hide them and only wear them when the person who gave it to you comes over for dinner? Well, he's got the answers to that. I mean, some great advice from David. And then we'll be finding out what Walmart is doing to help us save money this holiday season. They have everything covered. But before we can save money, we have to make a little money. That means a commercial break is in your future. Stay tuned, though, because we'll be back on the other side with ways to make sure that you can save money this holiday season on Kroll Call. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. 
Are you a fan of 80s music? Well, we are too. And if you missed our countdown of our favorite hits of the 80s with Orfe and Andy Carl, well, you're in luck. You can listen to the show anytime on demand in our archives at CrollCall.com. Head over there for more information and sing along and rock out with us. But for now, let's get back to more of this week's money-saving episode of Crawl Call. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to be talking about your money with Stephanie Sherman, who's a licensed financial professional. As is always the case, everyone's money and everyone's situation is different. So the information that we talk about is going to be more in the way of a general financial or general tax information. It is not recommended as specific individualized advice for everyone out there. As is always the case, please consult your own financial tax or legal advisor before making any decisions. We are rapidly approaching the end of the year, and who has time to think about finances when you're busy trying to elbow your way through the crowds to get deals on Cabbage Patch Kids and uh, paraphernalia from the Frozen movies? Well, fortunately for us, my first guest does. Stephanie Sherman is a financial professional who has done some, should we say some, of the worrying for us, (laughs) Stephanie, so that as we creep towards December 31st, we don't have so much to worry about because we'll have a checklist. Stephanie, it is now December 5th. Isn't it too late? Haven't we passed the point of no return in trying to get our finances in order for 2014? Well, Dan, I'd like to think it's never too late. You can always start. You know, we're all very, very smart and we give ourselves lots of excuses. We rationalize everything from our weight to how much we're spending. So I think it's really important that you need to just sort of put a stick in the ground and say, I can start today. There's no reason to wait. And I think even though the year is almost over, next year is right around the corner. So if you can get things in in line now, you'll be set, you're setting yourself up for a terrific 2015. Well, the audience has just breathed a collective sigh of relief. They are relieved that they still have time to get everything in order. But what do you say? Let's first talk about some of the things that we can do in the days that we have left in 2014 to sort of get it together and try to get to a good spot. And then later on, maybe you can give us some hints for what we can do in 2015 so that when the end of the year rolls around, then we're not talking about the same thing and getting scolded and and finger waved at us. Uh, That might be a a good plan of action, I think. I think that's a great plan of action. I I would say the first thing is stop judging yourself so harshly. Really? Because when we judge ourselves so harshly, we we become frozen. We can't take a step forward because we're so down on ourselves for what we may not have done. I think we need to take a step back and think, what can we do? So since we're frozen in honor of frozen, we need to let it go. (laughs) For those of you who may be tired of hearing that song, I'm sorry, we had to bring it up. It's Stephanie's fault on this, but... I'll take the blame. I don't have young ones at home, but I will take the blame because I can hear the song in my head. But but what I would say is, take stock. What have you done so far as far as shopping? What have you done as far as amassing credit card debt? You know, don't be afraid. Open the envelopes. Print out the statements. See where you're at. Literally look. Take a pen, a pad, a pencil, however you like to write it down, and literally sit down at the kitchen table the dining room table, wherever you're comfortable, and see where you are. Sort of take stock. Where are you today? Have you accomplished any of your financial goals? Um, do you still, uh, or maybe perhaps you don't even have financial goals. You hmm. sort of live day to day. And and what I think the most important thing to do is take stock of how you're spending your money. Um, do you really need what you're spending on? You know, we live in a 
a world today where literally a click away on a phone and you can have virtually anything. Um, you know, when I was younger, every day, different credit card opportunities would come in the mail. You know, just you've been approved, you've been approved, you've <laughs> been approved. <laughs> I don't even think they do that anymore. I, I get one one in a blue moon, but I, but I think it it's very easy to spend money. And all kidding aside, it's extremely challenging to save money. And, and I don't take that lightly. Working with my clients day in and day out, I understand the challenges we all face. Hmm. We have bills to pay, rent is high, gas is high, mortgages are high, health insurance is high. I mean, the list does go on and on. But we are in the holiday mood now, so you don't want to get too depressed. And, and I would say what we want to do is really understand how we're spending our money. Not so that you can judge it, but to really say, do I need this now? I, I know we all would like to have it. Of course. But do I need it? And, and make a list. I think, you know, for the, the balance of the month, you know, especially through the, the rest of your holiday shopping, if you haven't accomplished it all through the, uh, all the deals that have been, you know, thrown our way, and then every email you get every minute of the day that apparently Cyber Monday is now something Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, like they come up with another one every day, um, they're making it very difficult for us to say no and to not spend because everything is literally that click away. But, but make a list. Go over your list and follow it. And if you can be disciplined in following your list or returning things if you've over-purchased, even if it was on mm. sale. Things are always on sale in 2014, and Very I true. promise you it'll be on sale in 2015. Sometimes wants and needs, Stephanie, end up being the same thing. And this is one of those cases right now. I think that the audience wants to know more about you, and I think they need to know more about you to find out, you know, who is Stephanie Sherman, and how does she know so much about money? So, who are you? I'm happy to do that, Dan. I've been a um, financial planner for the last 11 and a half years at Prudential. Prior to that, I was a tax attorney, uh, but I've always been in sort of the individual advice space. So, for the last 25 years, uh, actually more than 25 years, I can't believe how fast time flies, I'm dating myself, I know, for those of you listening. <laughs> I promise I don't look that old. Um, I've really been working with individuals to help them meet their individual goals, whether from a tax perspective, uh, from a financial planning, which is a much broader perspective, sort of looking at all the pieces of the puzzle and how they fit together. You know, if God forbid something happened to you or your loved ones, are you protecting them through any type of life insurance or disability insurance? From a cash flow perspective, are you saving enough to someday not work as hard as we all work day in and day out? And I think when we're in sort of the end of the year crunch or in a gift giving mode, we have a tendency to lose sight of the long term because for so many of us, we're living now. We're hoping to get through and and you know pay off our bills and get our kids through school and help our grandkids or whatever your circumstances are, that it's very difficult to look long-term. But as a financial planner, it's my job to help you take a giant step back and see the big picture. And year-end planning, middle-of-the-year planning, daily planning is really about seeing the big picture and how our decisions today impact that very big picture. Do you find that a lot of people have a lack of understanding of their money. Is it something that you find? You know, we hear people who, I had no idea that I wouldn't be able to afford that $3 million house when I'm only, you know, making a part-time money at a part-time job. Or my grandmother, who I've said on the show many of times, will hide her bills if she doesn't have the money. She'll tuck them away and hope that they disappear. Is this something that you're finding that maybe we need to be a little more understanding of, of how money works? Dan, I could not agree with you more. I think 
a huge um, disappointment, probably in our educational system. And I don't want to open up that can of worms, but we're not taught this. I've chosen to learn all about this because I find it fascinating and interesting. And I've worked my whole adult life really understanding how all the pieces fit together. This stuff is complex. And we expect everybody to be able to do a wonderful job at what they've chosen for their profession. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, go home at night and be an expert in their own finances. That's not realistic. I, I think it's important to understand what you're great at and get help where you're not great at something, whether it's plumbing or mm-hmm. finances. And I think for some reason, people are under the misconception that they should understand it. They should understand how markets work. You know, I work in the markets, stock markets, bond markets all day long with my clients. They're very complex. There are people with PhDs who understand things far greater than I ever will, but also that you should understand life insurance and you should understand, I think, the basics of balancing a checkbook we should understand. But today, that's almost a lost art because of online banking. You can do it on your phone. You could take a picture of your check and send it to the bank. So I'm finding fewer and fewer people even pay attention to the details of balancing a checkbook, uh, which, which some schools today do teach. So how do you get to the point then where... Maybe you're looking at your checkbook or maybe you're looking at your statements and it's not making sense to you. What do you do? How do you find someone? How do they find their own Stephanie Sherman to help them maybe understand what's going on in their wallets a little better? That is such a great question. And I'm often asked, how do you get help? First of all, there are a plethora of books that you could read on, on the basics of, you know, planning. And I would go right to your local bookstore and ask um, them what they might recommend. And they're all going to carry different ones. And many of them are just absolutely terrific. But in addition to books and also online resources, you know, that only gets you so far because that's for the, I want to do it myself -er. Um, I I would hop right on the um, financial planning board websites. You can check with your accountant. You can check with your attorney. You can check with a coworker. You can check with your employer. Many employers provide budgeting, coaching, and counseling. Uh, So I think it's really just taking a deep breath and saying, let me do a little bit of research in my local community and my local area. Ask someone if they have someone they've worked with. Because like anything, this is a relationship as much as anything else. You have to find somebody that not only has the knowledge, but more importantly, that you can sit and talk to. Because if you're not going to share your worst fears and admit what you don't know, which is hard for all of us to do, then the advice you may get won't be as um, effective as it could otherwise be if you felt comfortable really talking to them. I mean, sometimes I feel like part therapist, part financial planner. <laughs> I, I probably should have had a degree in psychology, <laughs> not accounting. Uh, but but it's it's definitely a challenge. But I think you want to find somebody that you're very comfortable talking with, that, that can hear what you're saying because sometimes professionals, they, they, they don't hear the whole sentence before they get the answer out for you. And what you really want is someone who's going to hear what you're, what's keeping you up at night, what your biggest fears are. How can you relax and, quite frankly, sometimes tell you things you don't want to hear? You know, you're not going to want to hear that you should do this, this, and this to spend less. But you have to be open to that. And, and we don't always like to see it. Like your grandma, we like to tuck it away and hope it's going to go away. But it doesn't. It and that does not. And does bring us to some holiday-related questions that are coming up. There are things that maybe we don't know you, in terms of we may not be financial experts and we may not understand the intricacies of, of balancing a checkbook or where the stocks go. But there are also things that sometimes we choose not to know. And that would be going into your holiday shopping and buy, 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 and not really having a full understanding of how much you've spent until, Stephanie, until January, 
when the bills come in and all of a sudden we're thinking, crap, what do we do? I've spent way more on the presents than I thought. It seems to be a common problem for people spending more at the holidays than they actually thought they did. So two things I would say to that, Dan, and and that happens all the time. I hear that all the time. One, pull out last year's January bill tonight, Hmm. you know, right when the, the show ends. Find last year's bill. If you can't find it in your paperwork because you shredded it, go online. I'm sure it's still there. See exactly what you spent last year. There are still, you know, several weeks before the holidays begin. Uh, Get an understanding of what you spent. Go online and see what you've spent so far, probably in the last 10 days or so, since that's when the sales (laughs) have really been uh, in full steam. And see um, where you are relative to that. Last year, you may have overspent. So... If last year you felt sort of swamped or up to your neck in bills come January, then you don't want to make that mistake again this year. And you do have plenty of time. So look and see where you are literally now relative to last year. So be ahead of that. Uh, The other thing is to understand between now and the end of the year what else you're going to be spending your money on. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad idea to spend on gifts. That's a lovely gesture, right? And the the joy we all get to watch people enjoy what we give them is, is priceless. But... Watch all your other expenses. So if you're going to be overspending on gifts, perhaps you should be eating home and not eating out. Or perhaps you should bring in lunch to work and making your own coffee and doing things that seem so insignificant because in and of itself it's not a big deal. But when you add it all up, it can save you the money so that you're not otherwise spending in the next few weeks of the year on things that you could control so that you can be in a position to give those gifts. So I think we tend to overlook the little stuff And as a planner, what I see very frequently is it's the little stuff that makes a difference. When I see folks who are just so successful in managing their spending and managing their savings, they're the folks who really do pay attention, not just to what's on sale, but to packing their own lunch when they're trying to spend on other things and to try to compensate for it. Or making a pot of coffee and putting it in a canister and bringing it to the office instead of stopping, which we all do uh, to do that. And and understanding how to be more efficient in their other spending so that they have the flexibility to redirect those dollars to gift giving if that's what they so choose. And frankly, it could be a big family vacation this time of year. It could be anything that we're spending on. We should try to understand you know, where we were last year this time and certainly when the statements come in in January, take note of it and be ahead of it. Say, okay, I spent X on my gift giving for 2014. In 11 months, my gift giving for 2015 will begin. How much should I set aside now every month so that I have enough to meet next January's gift giving bill? So you could be sort of do two things at once. You can see where you're at and try to temper it if need be. And then you could be proactive for the next year and say, okay, I spent this much, divide it by the number of months you want to save the money for, and then set that money aside every month into a gift-giving account or a vacation account or whatever the special birthday account is so that you have the money in advance so then you know what you have to spend. I, I think I, I literally just had this conversation Thanksgiving with my mother-in-law. She was remembering how they used to have the, um, the, the Christmas fund mm-hmm. at the bank, and they would go to the bank every week and put the money in for the fund. That's the concept. With all the changes to technology, with how far we've come on everything, 
it really can be as simple as that, is to create your own fund. You could do it at the bank if you want. You could, you know, do it in an envelope. You could, you know, move it electronically from your bank checking to your bank savings, sure. however it works for you. But but uh, doing it is really an important exercise, and, and, and I think you'll feel much better about things, you know, first of all, ending this year and then beginning next year, knowing that you've got that plan in place for how to have the money ahead of time. It's not going to be easy because mm. we're asking you to take money each month that you've otherwise earmarked, but tuck it away for later. I will tell you that uh, for all of my clients that do this, um, the first year is the hardest, right? Because you're sort of trying to do things ahead of the game. Uh But after that first year, you feel so terrific. You just feel on top of the world that you're so excited to be buying the gifts. Instead of dreading, I still have so-and-so to purchase for, and I've probably already gone over budget, you now feel, oh, I've got that all set aside. I can just now find the perfect gift and worry about that instead of worrying about how to pay the bill. And it also goes back to what you were saying as well. If you really want a vacation to, let's pick a random place, the Bahamas. I don't know why. We'll say the Bahamas. You do have to decide if that's what you want, do you then necessarily need the Starbucks every day? I mean, it becomes a pattern. It becomes very easy. And I think we all know that change is sometimes a scary thing. But, I mean, again, if you really want something, you have to sort of be willing to make a sacrifice. I couldn't agree more. Do we call it a sacrifice? Or is that not a a financial planning term that makes Uh, it sound scary? No, I like the word sacrifice. We try not to scare our clients, but it really is all about choice. And today, more than ever, we're in the driver's seat um, for today and for our futures because many of us will not have access to a pension or any type of known source of income in retirement other than what we've saved. And I can tell you that it's a lot easier the younger you are or the longer time period you have before you think you want to retire, regardless of your age. If you could make those changes today, it's a lot easier than Mm. making them because you must because either you no longer have a job or you've chosen to retire or you, your health doesn't permit you to continue working and all of a sudden the paychecks stop. Ooh. That's frightening. Yeah. Now it's a sacrifice, but it's not so frightening. It's just about making a choice and understanding the consequences of our choices. I've seen people, though, who haven't had their coffee in the morning. That is scary. Oh, they can have their coffee. They just don't have to stop for it. <laughs> okay, so there you go. For those of you who need your caffeine fix, you'll have to find a, a less expensive way to, to get it if, you, if you're planning on going to the Bahamas or doing whatever. There is something else that's scary that I sort of think about a lot. It's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people who are listening. Credit cards being compromised. We've heard in 2014 that there have been a lot of security breaches. And as a result, people have taken steps to make sure they're protected. One of them is carrying cash. People are saying, I'm not going to have my information stolen because I'm going to use cash. But then we spend the money and we go back to an ATM machine and, and you know, take out some more money when the money is gone, when the cash is gone. But now we don't have an itemized statement like we do with a credit card that shows us exactly where the money goes. And let's face it, Stephanie, I I think a lot of people are going to know what you're probably going to say. They say, well, hey, you know, write down a list. It seems a lot easier in, in theory, but when you're busy and you're on the go, you may forget to write things down. What's your suggestion? What do we need to do to make sure that we're better accountable for our cash? That is such a difficult question to answer. There is no one solution that I've come up with. Uh, The great news is that by only spending the cash you have, 
most people are a lot more thoughtful about what they're spending on because they don't necessarily want to have to drive by the bank to get the cash. Now, I think as our technology progresses and the cash is on the phone, it it will become a lot more, I guess, a lot easier to spend the cash and a lot more difficult to have to go and get it at the bank. Uh, So on on the one hand, it can be a positive change. Uh, On the other, tracking is very challenging. So whether um, you're just taking those hundreds out of the ATM and they come out in 20s, the minute those are, are, you know, minute you break that bill, forget it. It's like it disappears. Um, Sometimes I have my clients just take a photograph, real quick snapshot of what they just purchased. They don't have to write it down. They just keep it in a photo log. Hmm. Um, Other clients, they just go into the notes feature, the phone, and they just write it down. Uh, But you're right. If you don't take a minute to jot it down, others, I have a little notebook they keep in the car with a little pen. And when they sit down, um, you know, before they start driving, they might just jot down what I just purchased. Or they take the receipts and they just stick them in an envelope and then they look at them at the end of the week or the month to have more of an accounting. So you can get a receipt for almost everything you purchase. So this way you don't have to stop what you're doing. You know, you run in and just keep those receipts in one place or take a photo of the receipt and then, then trash it. But I think that um, you have to figure out what works for you. Hmm. Our minds are extraordinarily powerful things and we will justify it, I think, as human beings, almost anything. I've, I've seen it. I've, seen I've worked I've with clients. We all have done it. Guilty as charged, even myself. <laughs> but I think um, spending cash or limiting yourself to the cash on the one hand is a fabulous strategy because it forces you to just think twice because you don't want to have no cash in your wallet. Um, but it, it is uh, anytime you take money out of the bank and you're dealing with cash, it's harder to keep track. But I will say that most people, even with the tracking of the of the credit card, you know, or the debit card, uh, or a check. Very few go back and look at it. They know it's there, but they're not doing anything with the information. So the other thing I would suggest, you know, year-end credit card statements or bank statements are just fabulous ways to get a sense of at least the categories you're spending your money on. Because if you want to try to make a commitment to spend less, at least if you can see where the categories are, it is an eye-opening exercise because for many of us, we are fortunate enough to be able to just swipe and go. And then you don't have to be accountable and you don't have to think about it. And it's not fun to sit down and think about it. I think it's fun. My family thinks it's an illness. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that you really, you really have to try to be as accountable as you're comfortable being, knowing that little decisions today really can make such a significant difference in your ability someday to not have to work as hard and not have to, you know, schlep to the office and commute two hours each way or an hour each way or... Um, you know, do whatever you dream of doing when you retire. Well, now you've heard a lot of other things. You've heard now 401ks and 403bs and lots of things that may sound like alphabet soup and numbers to you. For folks out there, I'm pleased to announce that Stephanie will be coming back on occasion and she'll be explaining more about these things. And if there's anything that you want to know, if there are any questions about your money, we're not going to approve or deny you. We'll leave that to someone else who does that quite well. But we will be able to maybe get you some information or lead you in the right direction. If you have those questions, go to crollcall.com. You can submit them there. We'll see what we can come up with. And of course, we will let you know when Stephanie is going to be back on the show. But in the meantime, Stephanie, folks can connect with you on LinkedIn. Correct. And they can also go to the Crow Call website for more information. About it. But Stephanie, I want to thank you so much. There's, there's a lot to process. There's a lot of things to go through. But I think there's a recurring theme. And it's really evaluating necessity. I think it's just challenging yourself, taking a minute and saying, 
is this something I want to spend my money on today or are there better uses of my money? So it's, you know, need versus want. That's a blurry line. And and we're really good at saying, well, we have to have that pair of black boots or whatever it is for you. But I think, you know, take a minute and, uh, you know, maybe leave the store, decide you'll come back tomorrow if you really want it. um, and, And really think about everything first, because what you don't spend, you should be able to save. Well, I have great ways for those of you out there who are listening now to save money. If you've missed any part of this segment with Stephanie Sherman, you can listen to it on Crow Call for free. There's no cost. You can also download the podcast on iTunes. It's also completely free. But we have to take a quick break to pay some bills or we won't be able to do the rest of the show. We're going to come back on the other side with even more ways to save money this holiday season even on things that you're already buying every day. Stay tuned because Kroll Call will be right back. Melissa, what do my wife, uncle, children, and niece all have in common? I don't know. Absolutely nothing. That's why I go to Walmart to do all of my holiday shopping. Great idea. I can get that Xbox One for my <gasps> I son. I one of those. A Keurig 2.0 for my wife. Ooh, I'd like one. A Fitbit for my daughter. Ooh, that sounds really And cool. frozen stuff for my niece. Kids would love that. What are you going to get me? Uh, the Samsung TV. Oh, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. With Walmart's unbeatable prices, you can make every day till Christmas count. With just 20 days left until Christmas, if you haven't started your holiday shopping, well, what are you waiting for? Yeah, okay, so I know that the idea of fighting crowds and shelling out a lot of money just probably doesn't sound like the most appealing thing to do, but we have solutions here on Kroll Call because, well, that's just what we do. I'm joined now by Denise Marcourt of Walmart, who is going to tell us some of the ways that Walmart is doing its best to make your shopping experience less stressful and save you money all at the same time. Denise, less stressful, saving money, uh, that sounds like the perfect combination. Um, it sure does. And, you know, at Walmart, we're focused on helping people save money every day. Um, so thanks so much for having me on. Well, since this is going to be a segment about saving money, let's, I guess, start right at the top with that. Uh, and what are some of the ways that Walmart is saving us money this holiday season? I know that there are probably a lot of things. So let's try to narrow down on maybe on some of the most important ones that you think uh, listeners are going to want to know about. Absolutely. So, you know, again, you know, at Walmart, we're focused on saving our customers money every day. Um, And we've really been focused on being there for our customers all season long. So as early as the first week in November, we launched out 20, we launched 20,000 rollbacks for our customers so they can be confident for those early shoppers. And, you know, this week, um, we've been offering more than 500 deals on walmart.com, which is actually over double the amount of deals that we offered last year for Cyber Week, um, including up to seven. It's up to 50% off on HDTVs and tablets and toys. Um, and then this weekend, you know, we have even more for our customers, you know, as families are transitioning from November to December and getting their plans ready. Um, we have a number of great savings across groceries to um, electronics for those gifts people are still looking for, um, including um, deals such as gaming consoles where you can get an Xbox 360 and Wii U with a $50 gift card when you purchase the gaming console. So these are just a couple examples, but your um, your listeners should trust to come to Walmart and um, they'll get great deals throughout the season. I'm curious, and I'm sure that this is one of those questions that will be out there from the middle of nowhere. So you may not have an exact answer. I'm curious, do you know how many customers 
go through Walmart from Thanksgiving to Christmas? I'd imagine it's it's probably squillions and squillions of people. Well, what I can tell you is that we have 140 million customers that shop our stores each week. Wow. Um, so it's a lot. Wow. Uh, we don't even have enough time to count even close to that in the course of this show. So we're going to go on. There's something that I saw. You know, we talk about saving money. I'm sure that everyone out there knows or has at some point in time gone into a store and you're not sure that you're getting the best price. So maybe you go to another store in the area to compare prices. And there's something called a savings catcher that Walmart has that really makes it so that folks can go into Walmart and not have to worry about going somewhere else to compare prices. Savings Catcher does it all for them. What is the Savings Catcher? Absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, we have a great ad match policy for our customers. So if customers come in with a competitor's ad, you know, at that time, we will match that price for that identical product. Um, Savings Catcher takes that to the next level. Um, It's a new, uh, launched earlier this year, price matching tool that ensures that our customers get their best price. It uses a simple uh, code on customers' receipts um, to compare the items that they purchase to those advertised at local competitors' weekly prices. So it actually takes your receipt and scans it. And if a leading competitor advertised a local price on an item that you purchased, we will give them the difference on a Walmart gift card. See, that's, I think that's what really everyone likes about the holiday shopping. Sometimes when you're running in and out of stores, you don't always have the ability to make sure that you're getting the best price. And here that it's, you know, it's guaranteed that they don't have to run around and double check everything. I think that takes a lot of the stress out of the shopping. Yes, you can trust that you'll get great prices at Walmart, and it applies to some of the categories that people shop the most, such as groceries, um, turkeys and hams were recently added to the program for those holiday meals, you know, those holiday meal staples, um, as well as um, our top 20 toys are part of the program, so a number of different items um, that customers are coming to Walmart stores looking for this season. Well, since you've opened the door to talking about food, it seems like we can't go an episode of Kroll Call without talking about food in some way. I have to say, the Walmart that's closest to my office in Philadelphia, they recently expanded it, and now there's this whole grocery store pretty much inside. And there's something on the walmart.com website that I didn't expect to find. There's a holiday hub, and there are some amazing recipes in there. There's one, there's a lasagna cups recipe that is so at the top of my list to eat. It is going to be something that uh, as soon as I can find a way to sneak out of work, I'm going and buying the, the ingredients and making these. Have you made it yet, Dan? Not yet? No, no. It's it's right there at the top of my list. I've, I've even uh, sent it off to other people and they're like, ooh, can we steal this from you? I'm like, well, you're not really stealing it from me. You're stealing it from walmart.com. I, I can't take credit for it. Well, um, yeah, so uh, you should visit walmart.com. There's great recipes. We have our holiday entertaining guide up there that has a number of pages of recipes for any occasion. Um, so you mentioned, you know, you just found that uh, local grocery store in your local Walmart. You know, we're the largest grocer in the U.S., so we're always focused on driving down prices uh, of groceries for our customers, especially during the holiday season when they have so many meals um, and uh, just uh, festivities planned uh, for them and their families. Um, so we have expanded a number of different assortments and are offering a number of different items, you know, for the holidays based on some of the food trends um, that we've been seeing in the market. Um, assortment, uh, some items that you might even think of are more trendy that you wouldn't expect to be at Walmart, such as we have a honey bourbon bacon, um, so wow. a, a salted bacon, um, and macaroons. Um, we have a, um, uh, those classic French cookies we have available at Walmart. 
Um, so really focused on having all of the products our customers are looking for for the holidays. You had me at bacon, I have to be honest. <laughs> You and me both, Jan. <laughs> that, well, now that I've, hopefully I won't be drooling over my notes here for the rest of the interview because that sounds really tasty. I've been told this is a, you know, a little bird has flown into my notes to tell me that there apparently are going to be some events going on in store this weekend that are you know, going to really enhance the customer's experience. What do we have going on this weekend? That is true. So we are kicking off the largest in-store demo event ever in thousands of stores across the country. Um, So we will have food demos, toys demos, and then for those families that are looking to get a picture with Santa, he's going to be there as well. Um, So first are some of the food uh, demos. So you mentioned that holiday entertaining guide, Dan, that everything sounded so delicious. Well, a lot of those items are going to be demoed at our December 6th Taste of the Holiday Sampling events. Um, so they'll get our customers will get step-by-step instructions for creating delicious dips like ranch spinach artichoke, seasonal snacks like cranberry pecan cheese balls, mm. um, and desserts like hot chocolate floats. Um, we also, uh, there's a line at Walmart called Sam's Choice, really great appetizers and different items that are in our frozen section. Um, And we are going to be showcasing some of those pre-made and quick-to-assemble appetizers um, uh, from that brand and and others potentially. Um, Also, just um, really showcasing kind of the different food that uh, our customers may be wanting to serve their their families as they get ready for their holiday celebrations this year. I have to say, Denise, we're really kind of lucky this show airs Fridays when it does, because if this were Saturday or Sunday during one of these events, I may have to, you know, leave early in the middle of the show and run off and get some food. This sounds like it's really tasty. (laughs) Well, I mean, it sure is. And then, of course, every family wants a photo with Santa, right? So um, no holiday would complete without that family picture. So he's going to be arriving at Walmart stores across the country. We're going to be offering free pictures with Santa. He'll be in stores between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Um, this weekend, so when that food event's taking place from December 6th and um, December 6th and December 7th is when he'll be there. The food event's on December 6th from 10 a.m. to 2, and then also on December 13th and 14th. And our customers will be able to choose to receive a 5 by 7 picture with Santa or a 5 by 7 Christmas-themed photo uh, for free. Free. We love free. That also sort of moves into some of the other things. You know, Danita, as I was saying that not everybody likes the idea of having to go into the store to fight crowds and things. And if that's not their thing, the great thing that Walmart has is that they can order online. And there's also the ability for site to store. Am I getting these terms right? What are what are the differences? There are a number of different shipping options for our customers, um, depending on whether they want their product shipped to home, um, do they want to ship it to a store and pick it up at a store, um, and there even is Pick Up Today, which you can order online and pick it up at a store, a local store, that same day. Um, so all of these options exist, so our customers can shop Walmart the way they want to shop. What is the way that you want to shop? There are a top 100 gifts list that is on the website. I've been poking around and looking at some of the items. Are there any items on that list that uh, are maybe at the top of your personal list? That I am personally shopping? Gosh, that's a hard question, Dan. Well, I I actually shop all of the above. I go to stores. I, I shop online. So um, I am truly an omni-channel shopper. 
But what do I want? I think we're in the market for a new TV. That's what I've been telling my husband. Subtly or not so subtly? Subtly, but it might get less subtle. <laughs> well, I was looking and I was surprised. You know, when people think of, of savings and big savings, they may not think of really high ticket uh, you know, high quality items. And I noticed there is an ultra HD 4K television from Vizio at Walmart. It's in the 100 list. So, uh, you know, maybe for the folks out there who really like high quality uh, above HD television, that might be something that Santa puts under their tree. Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Dan. We have a number of different TVs in our assortment from uh, smart TVs to the latest technology like Ultra HD. So customers looking for a new TV at a great price should head head on over to Walmart. And to find your nearest Walmart location, you can visit walmart.com and be sure to check out the special events i.e. free food, it sounds tasty, and of course, the photos with Santa that will be planned in store this weekend. Denise, thank you so much for you know, visiting, hanging out, getting us in the holiday spirit, and, and telling us how to save money. Thank you for your time today, Dan. I really appreciate it. If you are planning to buy clothes for someone on your Christmas or Hanukkah shopping list this year, David Zyla has some must-hear advice. He'll be here with us in the next segment. Stay tuned, because Kroll Call will be right back. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the Daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. Welcome back, everybody, to Kroll Call and our Dollars and Cents episode, saving you money this holiday season. And we're not done saving you money just yet. A few weeks ago, if you remember, my next guest offered us tips on how to make the most of Black Friday shopping. David Zyla is back this week with more advice on how to win at shopping, including how to shop for a winter coat how to get even better prices when you're shopping online, and advice for women who are shopping for the men in their lives. I can't wait to hear that. David, welcome back to the show. I'm glad to be back. Thank you, Dan. I will tell you this, David. I hope that uh, you'll be pleased to know I did not hide under the bed for Black Friday shopping. (laughs) All right. I rescind every tweet that I sent out (laughs) saying that you did. Good. And (laughs) brace yourself. I even did a little bit of shopping, but online. I I was not brave enough to venture out into the stores. But, you know, hey, it's a start, right? Excellent. Very good. Well, thank you. This is We're starting <laughs> off on the positive because we're going to be talking about some things that you know may be hard for people to, to sort of wrap their head around. We are creatures of habit. We buy things when we want to buy them, and that's not always the case, which is really what I, I love about the book. We'll talk about that, but let's wrap it up a little bit here. 
On your last visit, I remember you'd mentioned that more and more deals were to be had on days that were not Black Friday. You'd mentioned that there are things that start beforehand, there's Cyber Monday, there's a whole lot of things. And numbers came out, David, that said Black Friday shopping was down about 8%, and I think Cyber Monday was up about 8%. Does any of that surprise you? Not really. Uh, you know, we're shopping online a heck of a lot these days. Um, and I also believe that people are listening to my advice, and that is shop year-round. Uh, you know, start your shopping early. You know, don't, you know, if, if you have three nieces and a nephew, you know you're going to buy something for them next year. Um, so why not think about it, you know, as early as right after Christmas this year and get a jump start on it and also save some money at the same time and uh, so much stress. Um, you know, you save so much stress thinking ahead and not go running out at the last minute as well. The only downside that I've found, and maybe some of the folks out there listening can relate to this, is I do buy things year-round, and then I squirrel them away in little hiding places, and I can't remember where I put them, <laughs> so I don't know where they are. And then, you know, May 17th rolls around, and I'm like, oh, look, here's, you know, what I bought my mom for Christmas. Damn. Well, I, I have a solution for that, Dan. Okay. Uh, I call it the gift closet, and what I do is I have a, one closet in the house, and there is a top shelf there, and the only things that go on it are gifts for people, um, and I put everything there in that one place, and that way, at any given time, I can check. Also, if last minute you're invited to someone's house for a party or something, you know, maybe there's something there that could fit that bill as well. Maybe you don't have to wait until you know, the holidays next year to give the gift out. Well, we are running out of time because it is December 5th. We're talking 20 days till Christmas, 11 days till the start of Hanukkah. Some people have finished their shopping. Others haven't even started. Uh, David, I want to get to sort of a myth of holiday shopping because I think there are two schools of thought on this. There's one that says, wait until the very last minute. Stores are going to be clearing out their merchandise and you're going to be able to get really good deals. And then there's another school of thought that says, get it all done now. Don't wait till the last minute because you may not be able to get what you want wanted. Is there something that maybe people can, can go along with that makes more sense? Well, I believe in maintaining your sanity throughout the year. <laughs> well. so, so at holidays, so, so imagine this scenario. You wait until you've been looking at a certain item in a store and you say, okay, that's perfect for my mom, and, but I'm going to wait because I know at the last minute they're going to want to clear it out and there'll be some last minute deal and so on. And so then on the 23rd of December or the 24th, you walk in, and sure, they have that item still, but they do not have it near her size. And at that moment, you know, you've put all of your hopes on this one gift, and then you have to start from scratch all over again. And the merchandise, you know, if the retailer has had a good season, and I hope that they all do, um, you know, they're not going to be stocked you know, fully stocked in every size and every color and so on. So I think you really run that risk and then you can say, well, they may have it at another location. And then what you're doing is you're, you're running around town <laughs> for this one gift that, you know, and if you think about your gas maybe the, and the anxiety and the time spent, you know, maybe getting it a little bit earlier and, you know, getting it with a, you know, a, a certain discount that isn't as deep, you know, might, might save you a headache and, and, uh, and give you a little more time to really enjoy the holidays. That's always my biggest fear 
It's that I will wait, I will forget something, and then it'll be me, December 24th at, you know, 10.59 p.m., running through the aisles of the Walmart, and the only thing that I can find is a can of SpaghettiOs, and I have to wrap that up and give it to my mom. That's a recurring nightmare that I have. I'm not sure. Oh, that's, that's you that I see there every year. <laughs> oh, me. you run quickly, Dan. I wasn't quite sure it was you. It's, it's, a, it's a sprint. You have to make sure, you know, when people are, are down to that last can of SpaghettiOs or Chunky Soup or whatever it is, got to make sure you get it because... Because, you know, time is a ticking. And, but in all, in all seriousness, there are some things that, uh, you know, people will wait. There's uh, Super Saturday, I think they call it. It's a Saturday before Christmas. There are usually right. a lot of, of big deals then. Is there anything, David, that you would say is absolutely a terrible idea to wait until the last minute to buy because you won't be getting the best savings? Well, I would think anything that needs to be shipped. Um, to get to someone in time. Um, you should not risk that. You know, uh, we want all gifts to uh, arrive prior to the big day. And so, um, you know, anything that may take a bit longer. Also think about if you are shipping last minute, um, expedited shipping is significantly more expensive. And, you know, it may actually um, cancel out the discount that you got on the item. So that's something to really be aware of. I'm glad that you mentioned shipping because there is a tip in the book. And, you know, the last time you were here, we were sort of jaw-dropping about the fact that you said, hey, if you see something, the only size left is the one on the mannequin. Tell them you want a discount. You know, who knew that you could do that? Well, there's another thing that you mentioned in How to Win It Shopping that blew my mind away. You're saying you should not pay for shipping if you're ordering online during the holiday season. But it shows up. What is your suggestion? You're saying don't buy it, or is there another tip? It sort of blows my mind. Well, you know what? Call the customer. If you have the time, call the customer service representative and say, hey, you know, I'd like to buy this item. It's available on another site, and, you know, they're offering free sh- shipping. Will you match that? So, again, it comes back to, as I said on the other show, doing a little bit of research. So, you know, research what you're buying. And maybe you want to buy it from one retailer in particular um, just because you have a great experience with them. Um, If someone else is offering free shipping, ask if they will match that. Um, There's nothing wrong with asking. I also would say um, under the umbrella of research, uh, take a good look online at promo codes. Um, It is surprising how many of them are out there and, you know, we can have access to them. You don't necessarily have to join a club or an organization or anything like that. You can literally just do a search for, you know, promo code and the name of the store and see what comes up. And especially around the holidays, you're going to see a lot of promo codes for free shipping and uh, potentially a percentage off as well. And another thing I would mention is, remember when we're shopping for a gift, we're not shopping for our own taste. We're shopping for someone else's. And we're all very different, as I say in my first book, Color Your Style. Um, You know, there is, if you put a dress on two different women, it could look great on one and not great on the other. We're all so different. And we we should honor that in our gift giving as well. And I think a lot of that is very important as well. There are married couples. Perhaps the husband likes to wear very casual clothing. Perhaps the wife wants him to wear something a little more 
festive or sporty and he doesn't want to. But as you said, you have to remember who you're buying for. What's your advice for maybe women who are shopping for their husbands or their boyfriends when they may have a totally different idea of what they want to see that person wearing? Well, you know what? You have to keep his taste in mind. You can elevate his style, but do not try to completely change it. It won't work. Um, If you do, it will be the item that uh, goes to the thrift store in a year or two from now that he's never worn. Um, So what I would say is take shopping cues from his current closet um, and specifically the items that he's purchased for himself. Um, I feel that these are the styles that really connect with the most authentic parts of his personality. Um, I also would say shopping an updated version of something he already owns rather than purchasing something in a new category is also a really good idea. Um, so, for instance, if he often wears V-neck sweaters, you know, buy him, you know, a, maybe a V-neck sweater that, you know, has uh, piping on it. You know, so it's still a V-neck sweater, but it might just be an updated version of it. Uh, I also would say men typically like items that will last a long time. Mm -hmm. And in giving a gift to a man, I would say avoid the trendy or the flashy item. Um, I would would think about, you know, uh, ask yourself, am I giving him something that really conveys a feeling of long-lasting quality? And I think we have all heard the sort of anecdotal stories of women who've said the men in their lives have had underwear for the past 50 years. So that is perfect for what you were saying. You know, men like to have something. They like to wear them forever. And, you know, maybe not just underwear. Or maybe that's a good thing, too. Maybe buy some underwear if you see that, you know, they're falling apart. We're one step at a time. But, David, there is something that a lot of us need. Uh, We're going to shun for just a moment all those folks who are living in tropical climates where they never have to worry and think about cold weather. Some of us, though, we think about cold. I'm thinking of the folks up in Buffalo who got six feet of snow in the course of a couple of days. And when you're getting that snow, when you're going out shopping for Christmas, you need to stay warm. You need a winter coat. I understand that you have some really great tips about shopping for a winter coat. Because uh, for me, you know, I always wonder, do you focus on something that's really, really clunky that keeps you warm? Or do you get something that you're going to look amazing in? Is there a middle ground? David, what's your advice? What should we look for when we're buying a winter coat? Well, you know what? The first thing I would say is when you're shopping for a winter coat, if you're doing it in person, wear something on the bulky side to shop for it. Um, Because... When you're trying on the winter coats, you want to really ensure that the coat fits you if you are having to layer it up. And if you're living in a colder climate, chances are you're going to have to do that at some point. Um, And so that, you know, that way you know that the sleeves aren't too tight and that the coat closes properly. Um, And there's really, you know, no reason to not shop for warmth in a winter coat. And I believe that to to really answer the question you just asked me, Dan, is that um, there are enough stylish options out there that I feel that you don't have to sacrifice warmth to have style. I feel that you can really have both. Um, The main job of your coat is to keep you warm. And you know what? And also you do want to look good. You know, when it's really cold out and you're walking down the street, uh, you know, wearing a coat that, that is stylish and, and really reflects who you are is so much better than just, you know, covering yourself up with, you know, something that you don't love. You shouldn't dread putting your coat on. You should actually love putting it on. You should feel great in it. Um, I also would say that uh, 
when shopping for a winter coat, if the coat that you like is available in a neutral and a color, reach for the color. Um, really? Again, you know, in the winter, you know, you see a sea of black and gray coats. Um, you know, why not try that, you know, that raspberry or that Merlot colored coat um, that really makes you smile when you reach for it. It makes bearing the cold a heck of a lot easier. Um, I really encourage that. That's a really good tip. Now, here's this may sound like a sort of a silly question, but we're going to ask it anyway, because on Crow Call, there are no silly questions, I suppose. Never. <laughs> Is winter the best time to shop for a winter coat? It is. And uh, what I would say is, um, if you are, uh, you know, if you want to get a great deal on a winter coat, um, after the holidays, all the coats that are left are really going to be discounted. This is a fantastic time to shop. So I'm talking January. Um, And I also would say, uh, think about that time period, because some of us, you know, let's just say that, you know, you got some gifts that didn't quite work out. <laughs> they didn't take my advice of honoring, you know, your taste. <laughs> um, and let's say you have some returns and you have some merchandise credit. This is a fantastic um, way to shop for a coat, you know, get those credits and then put them right into a coat. And if you're looking at your coat in November, December, you're going to holiday parties and so on saying, Ooh, I think it's time. The lining's coming out. It's looking a little threadbare. I would really, um, seek out a new coat. Um, and also, if you don't mind paying full price, I would say the best time uh, to shop for a winter coat is, uh, you know, obviously earlier in the season, the early part of the season, you're really going to get um, a full assortment and you're going to get all sizes and all colors and so on. How to win at shopping, 297 insider secrets for getting the look you want at the price you want to pay will be released in January, but you can pre-order a copy today on Amazon. We've posted the link on our Twitter feed at Kroll Call Show and on our website at CrollCall.com. David, I want to thank you so much for dropping by to share all of your wonderful advice, and hopefully people will take you up on all the advice, or like you said, they're going to end up in the line returning stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I I love being here again. And that is going to bring us to the end of this Dollars and Cents holiday edition of Kroll Call. I would like to thank my guests this week, David Zyla, Stephanie Sherman, and Denit Markor of Walmart. If you missed any of today's show, if you want to hear the tips again, you can go to our website at krollcall.com. Every episode is available for free online streaming. Listen to it on demand. You can also download the podcast from iTunes in the podcast section. Just search for Kroll Call. In the meantime, we are going to be back next week, Friday, December 12th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for another edition of Kroll Call leading up to our big year-end best and worst of 2014 episode. But until then, we have a couple of more weeks. I hope that you'll join us then. I'm Dan Kroll signing off on another edition of Kroll Call. 